0: So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first.
1: Hello, and welcome to a special session of the Quarter Portion Podcast. Uh, this is a special segment that we're going to call the Quarter Portion Question. Uh, today, I am joined once again by my friend and co-host, Patrick Fletcher. How are you, Django Fletcher? I'm not unwell.
2: Not unwell? <laughs> <odd> <laughs> He's <doing good>. poorly, <laughs> poorly positioned. <laughs> In a punty pool. The <laughs> morning pool. Are-
0: Radio
1: 660,
0: the
1: beacon. 660. Order 66. Hey. Mm -hmm. And we are joined once again by a friend of the show, Jan Johnson. Welcome back.
2: Thank you. Good to be here.
1: So this is a special segment we're calling the quarter portion question because we've just chosen to discuss one quick type of hypothetical question as opposed to doing a full on episode. This is a little more off the cuff than we usually are. Usually we're a little more outlined. This is just us. Hanging out in my basement, drinking wine, and pontificating. Sounds good. (laughs) Poorly. (laughs) (laughs) So today's question is one I found uh, via Facebook. I forget the the exact page that shared it, but basically the gist of of this meme image, uh, there's a caption that says, you can bring only one back to life, and it shows six characters who we see die in the Star Wars movies. Uh, Han Solo, Padme... Anakin slash Vader, Obi-Wan, Yoda, and Qui-Gon. So instead of just sticking to those options, I figured we'd open it up to the entire franchise and uh, kind of answer the question, if you could revive anyone who dies in Star Wars, who would it be and why?
2: Everyone in Alderaan. <laughs> yeah, those
1: guys got a bad rap. For 4.7 billion people. With the
2: knowledge that they were killed before, though. <laughs> no? Yeah. Yeah you'd have a good uh, the rebellion would take a whole different turn i think It'd
0: be like the end of hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy where they just rebuild the planet <laughs> <laughs> the same yeah. people bro. <laughs> totally Slarty barkfast <laughs> so how about you Pat? who would you who would you bring back i'd bring back padme just to kill her again <laughs> yeah yeah I'd, I'd have to go with that one in all serious though i'd have to go with yoda i'd bring yoda back yeah Because he was, I mean, if you're going to bring someone back into that universe, I mean, that's the person who's going to be able to, you know, probably recreate the Jedi Order properly <laughs> anyway. Yeah. after Luke's multiple failures oh yeah because his
2: his training was so like airtight with Luke well yeah mean... he only had
0: what four and a half hours like come on flip over that stony list <laughs> he had like several hours with a with a 23 year old whiner
1: <laughs> they bring him back screwed up we have <laughs> much to atone we have Mm-mm. <laughs> I balance I me on the other foot as well as
0: Yota. <laughs> <laughs> on the wrong foot we have started <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: what about you jen uh,
2: honestly i i i kid but uh, i would probably go that way too you know i i we were joking about it earlier i, I think as much as i would hate to see padme Brought back. I, I do think there is something with what we were talking about, though, of having her, having her bringing her back just to have her die in a more you know, way. substantial, like
0: an actual appropriate way. Yeah,
2: one that doesn't leave you like, you know, dying of the... a broken
0: heart with no OBGYN <laughs> to take care of. Yeah, exactly. Pitiful prenatal
1: precaution. Yes. Pitiful prenatal
2: precaution. Pontypool. <laughs> But, you know, that was always one of the the biggest uh, holes for me, but... It was for um, a lot
0: of people, including uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah, yeah. She was not satisfied with her characterization. Right, she was not satisfied with that at all. Part of the reason some people think
1: for Padme's raw deal in episode three is because she was complaining about things beforehand. Really? So the negative kind of take on it is that uh, she was complaining too much or causing too much problems
0: behind the scenes, so they just nerfed her role well they i mean it's a long list of things that they screwed up oh I mean, yeah like the, the prequels are riddled with execution errors yeah but really basically that shit was a on great, great use
2: of the word nerf by the <laughs> way i'm sorry i can't let that slide That's <laughs> the game coming out. Yeah. Nerf this. exactly nerf herder it, it nerfed <laughs> I mean, it's... It's Impressive. It,
0: it, I, I snuck that in there like a Nerf dart. <laughs> so one of my, one of my, one of my biggest complaints about, one of my few big complaints about the Force Awakens was they had a, a great opportunity to introduce something that we'd always heard about but never seen, like the the Tars. Instead of creating this new, um, this is kind of an off the cuff conversation, so I'm just showing, uh, throwing it in there. Instead of creating this ridiculous creature called a Tar, why didn't they throw in a Gundark? Or a nerf, or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you look strong enough to pull the ears off Gundark. What's a Gundark? You know what I mean? This would it would have been a perfect opportunity to show you something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Or a moof. Yeah. A moof yeah, milker. a moof yeah. like that. Too. Some moof milker put a <laughs> <laughs> compressor on the ignition line. What I wonder what or what I wonder is: Do
1: nerfs live with moofs? <laughs> or do they on the same farm? Or do nerfs if, milk moofs? If, oh. if
2: all milfs are nerfs and all nerfs. <laughs>
0: That would that would. It's like
2: a bad math. It would equation. certainly
0: mean that moofs have nipples, and you can look under with well, nipples. you <laughs> would hope,
2: but maybe a moof milker well, the cool is an stiller, idiot. You can milk anything with nipples. But it, it's kind of a the, the idea is you're calling a moof milker somebody who's an idiot. So yeah. you know maybe he's trying to milk something that
0: clearly has no, no nipples. <laughs> you know.
2: That's a very good point. never thought about it
0: like that. It makes perfect sense. And it's great
2: if, if you look up uh, Moof Milker on Wikipedia. It, oh, it's it's but like... It, it do it, just... it. Look it up.
1: Well, I, as we're talking, I'm actually trying to pull up a picture of an, of an actual nerf.
2: <laughs> um, It'd
0: be something from Legends. Basically just a yak. A Star Wars yak.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: That's a nerf? That's a nerf. Looks like a uh, a llama with a... Go horns <laughs> <laughs> so
2: <laughs> a moof was a creature of the galaxy that had <laughs> yeah okay so they've clearly just written this because of the quote from uh um, han solo a moof was a creature of the galaxy that had hoofed feet a thick hide and secreted milk there were individuals who milked moofs, which inspired the term moof milker, an insult to the person's intelligence. After recovering the Millennium Falcon, Han Solo used the insult in reference to whoever added a compressor to the ship's hyperdrive.
0: <laughs>
2: in this case, it was Unkar Plutt.
0: Junkyard, Slugman. Junkyard yeah, Slugman.
2: The previous owner of the ship.
0: Kudos to whoever had to pad that article out. Yeah, exactly. Totally. <laughs>
2: I think they've changed it. I think it was even less than that the last time I checked it.
0: Jen, did you ever watch the Jenny Nicholson bit? Have you ever seen any Jenny Nicholson's YouTube no. stuff? I'll have to send it to we'll send you a few she's okay. a she's a girl in the United States somewhere she's can't be more than she has to be in her early twenties. yeah, she's really young, but she's got a great sense of humor and she's a massive Star Wars fan and she's done a few little YouTube videos and created tons of hits mm-hmm. from them and uh she <laughs> She she talks about Ankar uh, Platt She does this bit about <clears throat> This fictional conversation between Ray and Luke Where uh, Luke tells Ray That he's her father And she it just kind of stops her in her steps You know, like, my father Wait, my father, so you left me on like a desert world With Junkyard Slugman just to defend for myself Like on my second day I almost got eaten by a bird Well, was it a big bird? No, he was just hungry It's just, <laughs> it's just a fucking fantastic bed What else can we talk about? Star well, like, Wars related I can answer the question Go ahead I haven't answered the question oh, No yeah. question yet so. uh, Mace Windu
2: I thought about that actually
0: Mace Windu what? I'll bring him back Bring him back Oh as a character that nah, there <laughs> Remember what this yeah, podcast yes. is Sorry. supposed to be about I <laughs> lost my train of thought what? Sorry He's a move filter Moves don't have nipples. Hey Sam Jackson does hold the Wait back. are you <laughs> saying
2: Mace Windu had nipples? <laughs> Well, Sam
1: Jackson does want to bring Mace him to that. Maybe that's what he's been doing all these years. Mil- milking moofs. Yeah,
2: totally. <laughs> milking moves and <laughs> yeah, herding nerfs. <totally>. nerfs. <laughs> he's doing maybe Karate Kid back. type of training. <laughs> milking moofs and nerfing nerfs.
1: No, for sure. I mean, so much. Well, one thing that I like about Revenge of the Sith is that scene where he dies. Because it's, it parallels Return of the Jedi so, like, directly. It does, and uh, that was the that was the fulcrum that the whole universe was basically sitting on was that whole that scene. moment. Yeah, that is Anakin's the moment decision. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In much the same way that he uh, decides
0: to kill Palpatine later on. That was the yes, absolutely. That was the tipping point for sure. Pause for the tap dancing beetle.
1: These are the things we usually end up, with. I totally
2: picture him going sideways across the floor, dude. Yeah. <laughs> with a little cane. <laughs> little hat,
0: little top hat. Jazz on. hands.
2: Jazz. Monocle. <laughs>
1: get some corny uh, saxophone music while are yeah,
2: totally. <laughs> Utterly mediocre music. Uh,
0: here, I got a question for you guys. Um, I'll throw this out as a part of a Star Wars conversation. What happens if, I mean, we... God forbid here, but it, it it's happening. This guy's old, okay? Hmm. What happens if we lose John Williams? You know what I mean? Let's say before, and I'm hoping it doesn't happen, and I, I don't want to be the, you know, I don't want to jinx anything here, but John Williams is in his mid to late 80s now. But
2: we have lost him for a couple of the movies. And... Just one. Just for Rogue One so far.
1: Just Rogue One. And Han Solo. He's not doing the... And On. I personally
0: loved the soundtrack of Rogue I Actually, like it bad. more. And, I like it yeah. more and more it, every time I hear it.
2: It follows the the <clears throat> themes. It is it is different. I I don't think, and you know I'm I'm as big a John Williams fan as they come, but I mm-hmm. don't think that somebody else taking over that, as long as we didn't lose, <clears throat> which I don't think we would, the ability to use all of those themes mm-hmm. that have been like you know put in place for decades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think a, a new take with those themes would be a bad thing.
1: Well, Jakino did a really good job with Rogue One in no time. I agree, and yeah. actually, since Rogue One's since Rogue One's come out, I've actually noticed his name in
0: a lot of other movies, like really with really good soundtracks. Well, he's he's it's the second time Rogue One was the second time he actually you know built upon what John Williams had built because he did Jurassic World. <clears throat> oh right, and he yeah. kept the feel of the Jurassic park theme which is a great theme as well another great john williams theme and he worked on that quite well too
2: (laughs) that's like a really good career step to take is just to like scoop up all of the stuff that john williams is eventually not going to be able to do anymore (laughs) just swimming in his really good good posturing for that guy man just pick up his scraps i don't want this shit is he dead is
1: he dead (laughs) yeah he did um he did homecoming uh spider-man homecoming
0: oh did he i didn't know that
1: that was a that was a pretty good soundtrack
0: good movie too yeah, oh yeah, you saw a really movie. good movie. Yeah, as a, as a big um,
1: Spider-Man fan, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, there's things I would change about it, but Suit Lady. Yeah, Michael Chicchino did The Incredibles, like a lot of Disney stuff. The Incredibles, The Incredibles, Mission Impossible Three, which I think was J.J. Abrams, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, Red Two E Star Trek. I'm assuming the J.J. one. Oh, Super 8 another J.J.
0: movie Super 8 I loved that was a cool movie uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol Star Trek Into Darkness Dawn of the Planet of the Apes Jurassic <sighs> World that's <laughs> another one Dawn of the Planet of the Apes he did a lot of good throwbacks to the original Planet of the Apes in that too did uh, War for, for the Planet of the Apes as well Zootopia actually that's what I was watching with my daughter and I was like oh
1: shit that's Shakino again <laughs> Star Trek Beyond Doctor Strange that was a cool score too yep yep yeah. And he's doing um, Disney's movie in November, Coco. So.
0: Interesting.
1: I, I, I would see him potentially stepping into the John Williams role. Yeah. But realistically, we're probably only going to get one more Michael Williams score. John Williams. Or jo- Michael Williams. <laughs> well, no, John Williams. <laughs> yeah. Michael. John, Michael Chiquino. Um, no, but we're re- re- really only going to get one more score after
0: episode eight. He's going to do nine. Yeah. And that'll... you got to think it. he's going to retire after well, that. Like. They won't it's gonna do be in the 90s by the time, or maybe probably 100 if he's still alive by the time they get to episode 10, Everyone, if they ever do. We're, we're assuming that they're going to take a bit of a break between
1: actual proper episodes. So I hope they do. Nine, but, will, nine will likely be his swan song. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'd like to see them. Um, there's another one. Here's another question: How long? T- how much time do you think should take upon the completion of this new trilogy, like the completion of episode nine? How long do you think they should take before they put in another episodic episode? I'll give you two uh,
1: two answers uh, the proper answer would be 15 or so 15-20 years uh, but that long I, right? but what I want and what they'll probably do is probably 10
0: yeah I could see it being closer to 10 I don't think it'll be
2: before they do what sorry
0: once they complete episode 9 once mm-hmm. it's done and this new trilogy that they're doing is in the books so complete how long do you think they should wait before they do episode 10 as opposed to going you on you think and doing, they'll,
2: they'll wait that long really
0: 10 years Yeah, I think so I think so there's been talk about it well because
1: it's generational right so let's talk let's just throw this out there let's say Rey survives episode 9 and is you know set to come back as the you know the heroic the new
0: Luke the new Kenobi yeah
1: the new Luke Um, the thinking is that you know the next set or the next trilogy would be when she's older like 10 to 15 20 years older like, it's, it's speculation, and there have been some reports to this effect as well. Okay. Granted, the one the one big uh, report that um, Star Wars Newsnet and some other, I think, like Making Star Wars and other sites were carrying a few months back, a lot of that hasn't moved forward at all. Uh, there's a big report that detailed all these potential projects that, that they might have been working on, and so far the only one on that list that has come up has been the, the Obi-Wan movie, but everyone saw that coming anyways. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the same report said you know it'll be they're taking a break from episodes to give you know time to separate the okay, trilogies. Okay, but in the
2: meantime, they're still gonna have the one-off. They'll still yep. be doing yeah, the yeah. anthologies, okay. They'll okay. still
1: be doing all that stuff. But the thinking is that like a proper episode
2: won't come for ten okay. years plus. That makes sense.
0: You'll get more Rogue Ones, Han Solos. Hopefully, something in the Old Republic, Darth Bane, Darth Revan, something like that. I think that. they have to go to the past. I really so hope they, they do. do. I'm really, I'm really hoping that they do. Darth, um, Darth Revan especially. I think that has so much potential. You could do a trilogy about Darth Revan. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You could really make it work. It's such an intriguing character from the old Republic. I'm Mothma, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, so the thing is that so many canon stories are just crammed so tightly around a new hope right now. Yeah. Um, there's comics and books and rebels happens just before it um the new layout book happens 3 years before it. Yeah.
0: Everything is just wound so tightly around that one spot. I like to see them go back.
2: Yeah, exactly. Get, going, get into going the past. way back I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you
0: remember when we did the when we used to play <clears throat> the RPG with Gomer. Um his although our campaigns took place in kind of the modern Star Wars era. I never
2: did a his, Star Wars. Oh, you camp. didn't? No. He he
0: was fantastic at Star Wars. I and I would argue even better than he was at D&D. Um, but it was all rooted in this ancient mythology that he wrote. I think I gave you the yeah, the, you showed the, the, it the papers ones, right. yeah. um That's worth that's worth reading. You should check those out. The, his his histories. Thanks, I think yeah. they would have made better histories than the Star prequels. Star Wars that's certainly. Yeah.
2: Histories? Goma yeah. did? I yeah. didn't even know that. he went
0: back thousands of years into the past. Wow. To create this thing, that like his brain is like unreal, <laughs> man. I know. <clears throat> it's not like a good DM.
2: Yeah.
0: And he was, and I I played Dungeons and Dragons for. 20 years and he was by far the best dm i ever played under
2: i i just dm'd did i tell you for the first time with right. my kids oh, like, did you? two weeks ago good for you oh my god it takes so much mind power man. it's like it's harder than it looks it's way harder i mean by the end of it we we played well, over the weekend i think we played a total of like 10 hours or something we started on like saturday night and from saturday night to sunday night we like got a lot of hours and and by the end of it i was starting to like get used to like calling the rules and stuff like that but even so much of that is like the dms just whim you know which i didn't realize i thought so much more of it was a lot more um uh just what's the word like like, um structured but it's uh it's far more improvisational yeah and and once i got kind of settled in into the position it was a lot more fun but yeah it takes a lot and and i i respect gomer so much more (laughs) now that i'm like
0: uh, it just came so easy for him well i mean he did it for a long time for a lot
2: of people you know a lot of campaigns like but but he does i mean he's always had that creative mind too i mean he writes he that's what he did you know
1: yeah, there's always, every time I DM, there's always a twist, and I, I, I never saw coming, even though I try to, like, think of all the ways, and then mm-hmm. they'll take it. My group's so great that they just come up with these twists that I never see coming, and I go, oh, shit, I can't punish you for being creative, like...
0: No,
2: but that's what kept yeah. happening. My son would be, would, like, totally go some direction that I hadn't even thought of, and yeah. I'm like...
0: You're more of a moderator than a storyteller. You know, the, the group really does tell the story. You just give them the setting, and, um allow but them you, to bounce their ideas off of you
2: but yeah. you have to be able and willing and and um, ready to go any direction Absolutely. at all which is yeah. weird because in my yeah. head I was like okay I'm readying myself for one of two things that will happen in this situation I'm like well you know there's dead things on the road they're either going to go inspect or they're going to go do this and then my son would be like well, you know, I think we should probably check the bushes over yeah. here. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, Who I does to put, that? To bushes.
1: Do you really want to check the bushes? Uh, yeah, let's check the bushes. Okay, there's roll. It's like human eating plant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you find five gill, get the fuck out of the bushes. <laughs>
2: Head totally. towards the
0: glaring beacon I've given you. Yeah. <laughs> all the lights in town go out and I'm, I'm also
2: playing with that that's my older son who's like doing all this other stuff and my 11 year old is just like you know I'm gonna punch my brother in the face and I'm like okay
1: are you sure you want to do that in my yeah. line are you sure
2: he's a lot oh no actually he was a mage he kept slapping his brother with the mage hand <laughs> like, the mage hand was awesome
1: from the mouths of babes yeah
2: <laughs> It almost became an NPC, <laughs> this mage. Yeah, yeah. Just, like,
1: <laughs> Every Christmas for the, for the last three years or so, I've gotten into the habit of doing like a special session for my for my group. So we we play like a role playing game variant called Sword and Backpack, which is just it's it's perfect for what we're doing right now, like just sitting around chatting, having a couple of drinks, like you just very loose structure. It encourages you to sing if you're a mage to cast your spell. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year was great because. This was a month after Trump was elected. So, one person in my group took the angle of, you know, this elf is just so depressed because of the shape the world's going into. And everyone just picked that vibe up and just ran with it. And they were running around the village like like they set fires to the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> there, there came a point Stole where the bat- oh, I, I had to like, grab a, <laughs> I, I had to grab a sheet of paper. Or a Christmas spirit on it, and I tracked it as a stat. And the more they misbehaved, I had to, I had to keep lowering it nice. just to kind of keep them on track. But didn't want to stop them from doing it because they, they they explained it perfectly, like they're out of whack, like they're they're Santa Claus's protective or protector knights, but they're they lost their Christmas spirit because of everything well. that's happening down here. It made perfect Yeah, sense. I think
2: about like Gomer too. Like my character in the one huge campaign we did for like years. My I character started as like this fairly. I think she started as like. Maybe not lawful good, but she was neutral. Good. Yeah, probably chaotic. She was on the, on the. No, not chaotic. But. So she, you got groped on the
0: mountainside by Greg. <laughs> by, by Greg, I know, fucker. <laughs> That's when I got murdered by the Flamorian giant.
2: <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, she kept making these decisions where my alignment actually changed. Like, he changed my alignment where it it was like... He kind of led where where my, what my character was capable of doing. Like in the, at the beginning, it was like, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But it's well, you were very kept, much an
0: Arya Stark type. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what what yeah. it was. I yeah, it started as yeah. this
2: very innocent sort of character, and it was my first D and D campaign too. So it really was. It was like, I don't really know what I should do here. Yeah. I don't know. And then by the end, it's like, I, I'm conjuring demons. <laughs> and I've got one in my pocket at all times. It's like ready to decimate anybody who gets in my way. Villages by the, by the <laughs> but yeah he was really good at, at at that of like coaching me through all that too where it's mm-hmm. just like you know your, your your character is starting to make decisions that are like against your alignment all out of certain things but you can't just like all of a sudden be like you know this yeah. or that or, or the other thing but it yeah, was a... it was a very natural progression what wh- where my character went because of how he dealt with things mm-hmm. it's totally mm-hmm. brilliant
1: Alignment to me is like a is like a spectrum. Mm-hmm. So, like, say you're like, <laughs> like neutral good. Like, you can take a step towards lawful good. Mm-hmm. You can take a step towards chaotic good. You can mm-hmm. take a step towards neutral. Like, you can move to adjacent squares on this
0: spectrum. But yes,
1: making a jump is much more drastic.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. I I always found the hardest. Um, everybody wanted that alignment, but it was the hardest alignment to be faithful to was chaotic neutral mm-hmm. you know what i mean because it's it's a complete rorschach absolutely absolutely um it's a complete it's a complete unpredictability not sociopathic in a sense but it's this, this
2: love well no it's not lawful though
0: no yeah, it's, it's he tough, is chaotic
2: man. neutral he, he he's very
0: it's tough though because he he definitely leans towards the good though yeah. like he wants to but he's got such but a... but he'll like
2: slice somebody's throat exactly like, me, you know? like you
0: read the you read the uh, yeah, the, yeah. the graphic novel I actually Absolutely. liked when when it shows when Rorschach turned from being you know just kind of a masked vigilante into being what he became the the scene where he becomes that in the film I thought was weaker than it was in the graphic mm-hmm. novel the graphic novel i thought the same thing he actually i mean in the film he just handcuffs him handcuffs the guy to the stove and and cuts his head open with a cleaver yeah he just looked like a, a psychopath there but in the book in the novel in the graphic novel he handcuffs him to the stove lights his house on fire and throws him a hacksaw yeah and then stands outside and watches the house burn down yeah. that was far more powerful no, but in the
2: in the prison too i don't remember i think it's the same in the in the graphic novel and the movie uh, the guy that he burns you know, the, the, the whole I'm not, you're not, lo- I'm not locked in up you're in locked here with in you. With yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> like that, I mean, he, he's just like yeah. burned somebody's yeah. face off. You know what you the is at is him wrong, You know? <laughs> <One nothing>. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> by, by the new uh, edition of D&D, chaotic neutral is, uh, cre- or chaotic neutral characters follow their whims, holding their personal freedom above all else. That's true. Never compromise,
2: even in the face the, of Armageddon. Armageddon.
1: Yeah. No, chaotic good creatures like Harrison act as their conscience directs with little regard for what others expect.
2: No, Rorschach doesn't have a conscience so much as...
0: No, he just has a set of ideals that are... That's the thing, yeah. it's his
2: ideals that make me put him his in conscience the kind of doesn't lawful get in the way. side. But his
0: conscience doesn't get in the way. Yeah. Yeah. He's uncompromising, as you were saying. So lawful evil... Creatures methodically take what they want within
1: the limits of a code or tradition, loyalty, or order. Yeah, see, so yeah, there's, there's a bit of a
0: lawful well, we can, a you code know, to him, but
2: yeah, back but to it's sp- not Sorry, Go ahead. I, I, it's there is a code, but but it's not a code outside of himself, kind of thing, mm. you know, like, yeah, like, I mean, that is his code is never compromise, yeah. even <clears throat> in the face of Armageddon. I mean, and he's, I mean, he's saying never compromise,
0: but he doesn't. You know, and he knows that uh, he knows that uh, Manhattan is going to kill him. But he still doesn't back down. He still holds to his ideals. Um, Do it. Yeah, one of the things that kind of brings us back around to Star Wars, and this is one of the things oh, I really sorry, like I about. Sorry, totally I totally like. No, no, no. <laughs> We're having a great that conversation. conversation. No, way far away. it's a great conversation. Feel free to go wherever it takes us. Um, one of the things about the new Star Wars universe, the um, kind of post George Lucas era that I'm really liking is. Um, this, this concept of a, of, a, of a neutrality of a grey Jedi of a true balance mm-hmm. um, and they've really touched on that well in Star Wars Rebels with the Bendu these creatures that are incredibly strong with the Force but have no affiliation to darkness or light they they, they, they their allegiances to the balance of the Force you know what I mean mm-hmm. you can't have one without the, the other the whole yin and yang which I love um, and that's kind of where I mean coming back to alignments things like that the Bendu are true neutral if you want to talk about the alignments mm-hmm. in the original D&D one of the alignments was true neutral which was literally trying to maintain the balance
1: yeah that's one thing I I, I kind of don't like about the,
0: the philosophy of Star Wars is like oh you take one step towards evil and you're you're pretty much evil yeah, like the good guys yeah. wear white and bad guys wear black the, the, life doesn't exist like that even with people who are heroic and have great honor there's always going to be shades of gray and you know that's one thing that Lucas
1: never really got away from was that, you know, that slippery slope. Well, he made it for twelve-year-olds, right?
2: Because he started. Yeah, yeah, it started so firmly in that kind of framework. It's his, hard to get out of that now. His but. biggest
1: step away from that was actually Mace Windu again, but a lot of that again. Qui Gon as well. Qui Gon too, yeah. And a lot of that for Mace comes from like expanded universe materials that make up his fighting style, of being more aggressive because he's tapping into the dark side without going to the dark. Like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it is good that we're seeing this. I mean, the, the Great Jedi came about from the expanded universe, but they've kind of taken that philosophy, and it seems like they're adding it into Last Jedi without calling it that. Yeah.
2: But why? How does that relate then to you know? They're always referring in to Anakin as you know he's the one that's supposed to bring uh, balance to the Force. Blah blah blah. Then I I think they do they ever expect that from luke
0: well in the uh, novelizations, they're starting to think that maybe
1: he wasn't the one well yeah the canon is kind of
2: but why why is this are, are they not smarter than that like why is this all on one person like, why, well, why, well the, why the whole are...
1: chosen one thing came about from the prequels themselves too right like, not, that's true with it not yeah, from the yeah. actual luke movies it's his, uh... That prophecy misread <laughs> <laughs> may have been. Well, they they keep playing with it now too. Like in Rebels, Obi Wan thinks Luke is the Chosen One. Um, there's speculation that maybe Ray is now the Chosen One, but, but the, chosen,
2: it, it all leads me to believe what, that they don't maybe... really have any kind of like there's no prophecy that says they're supposed to do this and do that and the, the world will be at peace <laughs> but if the you prophecy
0: know, if... says based on what you said, if the prophecy says that the, the chosen one will bring balance to the force we've just seen the, the only line of dialogue we've heard Luke speak in the new series is in the trailer when he says it's time for the Jedi to end maybe that is a precursor to that actually happening mm-hmm. you know? my, my two thoughts on it. to a more neutral, grey yeah, but... Jedi Jedi so oh.
2: the Jedi die, and then the Dark Side is just still no, no. There. I don't mean like, that. it's not I'm, really balance. <laughs>
0: but it, by all accounts, the Sith don't even exist anymore because Abrams came right out and said that Snoke is not a Sith. Like, just well, they could still evil. exist on the periphery. Yeah, just not be Snoke
1: and Kylo. But no, like my, my, my two thoughts, and I'll put all the down to this. First of all, what does balance mean? Yeah, because it, it's very open ended. And two, who says there's only one chosen one? Maybe there's a chosen one at a certain, you know, in each era. Anakin balances the scales, but I would say that Kylo turning on Luke and killing all his students means it's out of balance again.
2: I get it, but I I like, you know, like I'm, as you said, I'm hoping that they'll go further back because I I like when there's when the the playing field is larger when when the Jedi are are an actual force in terms of numbers <laughs> and um you know well i guess it's unbalanced at that point too but i don't know it's just that this single chosen one thing doesn't doesn't sit well with me
1: it's like well how, how many dark side users or sorry how many light side users are worth one dark side user because and, and you know, vader kills himself in palpatine essentially leaving Essentially just Luke. We don't know about Canaan and Ezra or anyone else from yeah. canon who's survived. Um, so does the force, force balanced if there's just one light side person? doesn't sound balanced, but yeah, again, exactly. we don't know where that scale is sitting.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. That's a tough one.
1: Here's a thought to you. What if George Lucas is just a bad writer?
0: <laughs> you
1: know? And he didn't think that far ahead.
2: Do you, do we, when I'll we have these conversations <laughs> that comes into my mind about every five minutes <laughs> do I even bother to ask this question or is the answer right in front of me <laughs> I don't think he's a bad writer but I think I don't think the whole scope of this was in his I don't think this was laid out in the I kind agree. of detail that Absolutely we all not. No, I know it I think now, he was a good you know? writer I
0: just don't think he was a good director
1: yeah because like I think the, he's a the... very overrated director he's a storyteller
0: dude he wrote raiders of the lost ark that's my favorite film of but all you know, time all the stories like, are yeah. great but again like great imagination think about
2: it you're a writer i mean whether you're writing screenplays or, or novels like you know you're you're writing a trilogy and you're like okay i've got this great idea i'm gonna write this trilogy it takes off like star wars does what the hell oh, oh, <laughs> it's crap. like what now? you know what now? What yeah now? you've got geeks like us talking about like
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> you know the prophecy and what about this and what about that I mean it's got to be a huge pressure and to go forward from that, you know they've dealt with it the best they could you know even with this whole clean slate thing and uh, you know but it, it 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 got out of control like there's there's only so much you can do with that we all love it we all want it to keep going and it will. But there's always going to be these, like, we'll, we'll never know the answer to every this. Every film or they this do, they're going to be... have to patch
0: up some hole that he created.
2: But the whole idea of the balance thing is just, that to me has been a big loophole in the whole thing for a while now. Maybe like, that's what they're trying just... to
0: fill, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a the hole they're trying to fill.
1: Well, I, was, I was just thinking that, too. Like, if you asked George Lucas who the Chosen One is, you go, know, well, of course it's Anakin. Because to him, that's the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Everything else around it is just us going, what if... And things in canon going, like, well, maybe it's this. Or, like, suggesting other things to Yeah. So.
2: But they don't... Are, are they even very clear? Like, forgive me if I'm... If, if I'm just not remembering something. But, I mean, they're never very clear of what that prophecy is. It's very clear in the prequels where Watch it's, like...
0: when you do that, because every time you do this, it's... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're very clear in the prequels, like, you know, in the, the council meetings and whatever, where it's just, like you know he we think he may be the chosen one and this that and the other thing but they really don't outline what that means and then
0: no they don't
2: and then anakin dies and it's just it's like this big gray area that's just kind of left in the air for me and i'm like well Uh. you know not big on the whole prophecy type storyline but at the same time it's like
1: if you're gonna go there
2: yeah, exactly. And then he just yeah. nobody talks about the prophecy anymore yeah. after yeah. he dies. It's like the uh, end of the world, guys. You know, it's gonna yeah. be on February twelfth. Well, <laughs> no, the next one's gonna be on. <laughs> you know, he's cooking I... something up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The more likely solution is that uh, we all just pick too much
0: apart. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Very that. Very cool. Eh? William Shakespeare's "The Fourth Doth o- The Fourth Oh, I thought
2: that was the guy from uh, uh, Vivi from Final Fantasy Nine. Vivian? Mm. no, Vivi. No, no, there, there's, a, there's a little um, a little black mage. Yeah,
1: yeah. In my house, it's equally equally likely it's that something will be Star Wars or. <laughs> <fantasy>. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, I, I got all excited.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it just came out this week. A chance to actually these read are it. fantastic little books. What?
0: Just one for every for every film. It's, it's a Star it's Wars by so, Shakespeare. It's Ian
1: a... Dosher is the author. He tra- no way. He's translated each of the movies into Shakespearean language. No way. even
2: the prequels are in
1: three is... the Up on the
2: shelf. This is beyond grandband. geekdom. They're amazing. <laughs> <This I'm awesome. laughs> you're beyond a literature blog. you're an English yeah, major. Yeah, English major.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> be some Shakespeare. Um yeah, no Phantom, way. I, I've only read the Phantom of Menace. That's the only time. one I've read too. Chris lent me that, and I read it, and I loved it. But it's so genius because they actually make Jar Jar Binks a viable, awesome character. <laughs> he does. He actually <laughs> he's, works. A he's a Shakespearean club. fool. Um, he they, the Clone Army attack um, yeah. His his, his, uh, his um his syllables are correct. What is that correct. supposed to be? The Clone Wars.
2: No, the, the thank you. Well, well, the, what? The, 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 what what's episode the, two? You know, this is the Phantom of Menace. Is the Phantom the, of the Merchant of Venice. No, no, no. Oh.
1: It's 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 the it's the movie titles. But good thought, actually. Yeah, Merchant of cool. Venice. Yeah. No, they're just the That's movie not... titles. No, it's it's just the Phantom Menace.
2: Okay. Yeah. E- okay, E-20, E-20 so they're the not movie. trying to be Shakespeare titles. No, they're but... no, okay. just trying
1: to sound archaic. All right. Tragedy of the Sith's Revenge, and I forget what the other ones are.
0: They're really good too.
2: So many levels of geekdom I have <laughs> yet to. Tragedy of the
0: Sith's Revenge. I love it. Uh, new Hope is verily uh, a
1: new hope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: the clone army attacketh. the force doth awaken the phantom of time, yeah think. no it's
1: just it's if, if, if you dig shakespeare and star wars it's the oh best yeah thing totally. no that's yeah.
2: like awesome. so right up my alley the other two i
1: forget I'm you, know, surprised you know they have done zombie
2: books that. out of like the 18th century like pride and prejudice there's there's actually yeah. a book called pride and prejudice and zombies
1: yeah that movie they did yeah really well, they,
2: they made it, but it's actually a book first it's the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my (laughs) life like i hated those books to begin with i hate that whole time period as far as the novel goes like (laughs) i think they're horrible
1: uh verily a new hope the empire striketh
0: back and the jedi doth return (laughs) padme milked a moof by (laughs) moonlight (laughs) I may milk a moof by Moonlight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> moof milking by Moonlight on Monday. <laughs> Merrily. Merrily. <laughs> All right,
1: I think we're sufficiently uh, off topic today. So I think we'll wrap it up there. If you enjoyed this episode, please like it and tell a friend or better yet, <laughs> leave us a review on iTunes. Usually we're much more structured than this. Uh, got a question or it's comment? A lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually we, we put episodes out too. We're on a longs of not doing that um got a question or comment on today's episode or anything else in the star wars universe or perhaps uh, questions to prompt further conversations like this tell that to kyber club and by that i mean drop us a line on twitter at kyber club or on facebook at the quarter portion podcast official page you Your can. opinions and questions
0: are worth sixty portions to us. Ask. ask a question and we will gladly answer it on the show. Check out www.kyberclub.com for all our contact information as well as our blog. You can find me on Twitter at Django Fletch. Maybe may one with the force. May the force be with you.